Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Okay, it's Memorial Day weekend, Sunday, May 24th. Okay, last week we talked about letting go and letting God and having now faith in Jesus and in the Word of God. We are to plant the word seed of God in faith and in believing that he will keep his promises and we are to expect a harvest. Walking by faith is a lifestyle. Praying God's promises is a lifestyle. Choose to make a habit and a lifestyle of praying scriptures rather than just giving a list of requests to God, even if we do it in the name of Jesus. Anything prayed in Jesus' name must still line up with the word of God because Jesus is the word and he says and does only what his father says or does. We are to find out what God said in his word, then pray his promise and speak the end result of what we desire. Then stand on it. Let every thought affirm that we have what we ask for. See it, which is the revelation in the word. Say it, say the promise and actively receive it, receive the answer. Picture opening up your hand, reaching out, and taking it. And this is an active receiving of God's provision. Now, we ended with Joshua 1, verse 8, last week. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Now today uh, we're going to follow through with that verse. Now in Hebrew, uh, the word meditate is Hagah, H-A-G-A-H, with the accent on the second syllable. Hagah. Thank you. Do you need a paper? No, thank you, I don't. Hagah means to muse, speak, whisper, mutter audibly, to talk about, ponder, imagine, image in your mind. Now, we need to meditate the word to release the power of the word. Rooted in your soul and spirit, man. It is good to read the scriptures and pray the promises out loud to get them through your eye gates, through your ear gates, and down into your heart. It's okay to talk the word to yourself. Be a hearer. Focus constantly on the word and make it a priority in your moment-by-moment life. Speak it audibly, then do it. If you do this, you will be successful and prosperous. Any comments or further thoughts on that verse and what it means to meditate? Okay. 
All right, you repeat a little bit of that. The promises. Read or listen to the promises first. All right. Read, read the promise uh-huh and then speak it out pray it use it in your everyday speech and speak the end result of what you desire use in everyday so Hagar would be to meditate I, I, imagine in the mind the fruition of what you're asking for right so. Now, the secular world takes the, the spiritual law of meditation and imagining, and they call it conceptualize. So you... There's a good word. Um, you imagine it, you visualize it, you actualize it. So you conceptual, conceptualize it, visualize it, actualize it. Think it, think positively. Don't talk, you know, there's that whole power secular flaw, power of positive yeah. thinking. Right. Heard of the book, so there's know. a lot, there's a, there are a lot of secular books out there and seminars that take this verse, which is a spiritual law set up by God, and, you know, they market it. But, you know, we can go to the Word and have this idea for free. We don't have to go pay several hundred dollars for a seminar. We can come to a Bible study class or hear a sermon on it. And God's the one that set it up. So if we go to God and go to His Word, that's the source. Let's, let's uh, do what He says. Right. In this case, you are talking about a certain reference. That Joshua? Yeah, Joshua, Joshua 1, verse 8. 1, verse 8. And then we have some other verses here that we're going to back it up. And we'll take turns reading these verses so that we can go through our Bibles and see it. And then we'll hear it read. Mm-hmm. And we'll get it down into our spirits. Actualize it. And actualize it. Okay. So let's go to prop. Any more comments about this or questions or? And there, there are some other uh, verses in the Bible uh, that are very much like uh, Joshua one verse eight. Okay, let's go to Proverbs twenty two, and we're going to read verses seventeen and eighteen. Verses 17, 18, and what book again? Proverbs Proverbs 22. Okay. Betsy, would you like to read that? 17, 18. Pay attention and listen to the sayings of the wise. Apply your heart to what I teach, for it is pleasing when you keep them in your heart and have all of them ready on your lips. Okay. So here again. So that's what we do. If we would repeat this daily. Yeah, pay attention, 
listen to it and listen actively not just to passive listening but actually hear it and follow through focus on it when you're listening and then apply it in your everyday life so hear and do and here again it, uh, we've talked about this before but you want to store up yeah. uh, these uh, verses in your spirit and then when you hit a crisis um, or you need to uh, intercede for someone in prayer you know someone comes up would you pray for me you already have a certain set of scriptures applying to certain areas of concern it if says, you have them down in your spirit alright I got a verse I got a verse for that need and so you don't um, ready on your feel, you don't have to feel like you don't know what to say mm -hmm. okay one of the things I found interesting about Proverbs is there are 31 chapters in Proverbs, little books. And I learned a long time ago that you could read one a day, every day, and just read one of these. And that's a good way to start your morning because Proverbs is full of great wisdom. And I did that for about you know two years and I've fallen out of the practice, but I probably ought to go back to doing it because um, Proverbs has got a lot of great wisdom in it. But that whole thing of just practicing reading the word every day, if you can't do anything else and you don't have time to read an entire chapter of the Bible. Read a verse. Um, Proverbs, because there are 31 and there's 31 days and you know, a lot of the months, you can just read one a day. Yeah. Pick one out. And meditate on that one yeah. verse. You probably get more out of meditating on a couple verses than just a quick read through mm -hmm. a chapter a day just for the sake of to reading a chapter. I did every morning before I would go into so. school and stuff like that as I just would read, you know, one thing out of Proverbs. That's exactly you know? the way I started reading the Bible. Yeah, just do a little bit at a time. Doesn't and I say, said, well, this makes, this makes sense to what we're living now. Mm -hmm. to it really does. To up the date that makes sense for the, the way we're living now. So yeah. that's the way I started reading the Bible. Yeah, it's a good way to begin. There are even uh, some really, really good books out there that's in my library that uh, focus on certain aspects of life and it picks them out of Proverbs, how mm. to be prosperous oh. and how to be successful in business and how to be successful with your finances. And, and uh, so they are very specific, but there's so many. If you, uh, how to live, live a better life overall. Mm -hmm. And so Proverbs is very meaty. Yeah. And, and there's a plan in there for how to live as a Christian. So uh, just meditating to uh, take a couple verses, whisper them out loud, mutter them, think about them, ponder them, think about other scriptures in the Bible and connect the dots. Uh, you know, it, it can really make a difference in your everyday life. Any, any other comments about it? About that, anything? Okay, let's uh, go to the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And we're going to read verses 24 and 25. 
1 Corinthians 9, <laughs> verses 24-25, if you read. Okay, I'm going to read from the Good News Bible. Surely you know that many runners take part in a race, but only one of them wins the prize. Run, then, in such a way to win the prize. Every athlete in training submits to strict discipline in order to be crowned with in order to be crowned with a wreath that was not lost. But we do it for one that will last forever. Now this is the good news. That's good that is a good uh, translation. That really yeah. is a good translation. Does anyone have another translation they'd like to read for that? For those two verses. I have the American Standard. Okay. Sure, let's hear it. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. And everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Boy, that's another really good translation, different from the NIV. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. the NIV says they do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So there's a lot of different ways to express that and make the meaning fuller. Uh, basically, we need to have discipline and training in order to have victory. We study and speak the word and the promises to obtain the prize which is answered prayer, peace, and a better way of living. You know what? Everything's covered under that, isn't it? Yeah. Those last three words. Mm -hmm. And a better way of living. And that's from the Holy Spirit, he told me to, to write that down. So that's a word from the Holy Spirit to you. Obtain the prize, which is answered prayer, peace and a better way of living. Now let's go to Romans chapter 10. I want to write this down. Okay. Answer prayer. Romans 10. And a better peace. Mm. Yep. Answered prayer. Peace way. and a better way of living. Everything we would ever, ever want could be covered in those three mm -hmm. words. Peace. Right. Peace especially because you can have a lot of answered prayers but still not have peace. And so peace is so important. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. And an overall better way of living. Yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> Romans 10, verse 8. And Ed, would you... But what does it say? The word, God's message in Christ is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That is, the word... A message, the basis and object of faith which we preach. Okay, the word is near you, it is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming. So we're speaking it out loud and making a declaration. Okay, now would you also read verse 17? So faith comes by hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ the Messiah himself. Boy, that's good. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's, that's the amplified version. Yeah. It, you know who says that all the time? It's Bill Ziegler. 
Mm-hmm. That must be one of his one favorite, of his favorite <laughs> verses. Yeah, and, and it's good because, yeah. you know, if you don't, you know, read it and you don't listen to it, mm-hmm. uh, you're never going to get it. You've got to hear it and you've got to be open to it. Right. Okay, now let's go to Luke chapter 6. We're kind of backing up with in the New Testament. Luke 6, verse 45. Okay, Ryan. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. Okay. Now, we, we have touched on this several times, about having uh, the Word of God stored up in your heart. And whenever you open your mouth and speak out, Usually the words that come out in a time of crisis is what's in your heart. You know, there, sure. People say, well, I didn't mean that. Well, you probably did mean that because you spoke what is stored up in yeah. your heart. Yeah. And that's the true character, the true feelings, is what you say without stopping to think about it. <laughs> and people say, I didn't mean that, I didn't yeah. mean that. But yeah. the truth is... Yeah. That's and sometimes it's not so pretty. <gasps> I know. And a lot of times I have to regret what came out of my mouth because my heart was not full of light at the time, as in yesterday when I was dealing with a paint sprayer that wouldn't work. I ran away. Oh. <laughs> I ran away. <laughs> so if you see Taylor cringing over here, it's because my mouth was a little loose with the paint sprayer. <laughs> I did something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he thought it was a good time to leave me alone. Yeah, I took the flagpole up. At least there's always something. You should, you know, any man that's with a woman for any length of time has to know when to, when to walk is, away and yep, just yep. give her some space. <laughs> yes, and sure. don't try to be helpful. She does not want to no. always be helped. Yeah. And, you know, I think... All of us probably have times when we were, wish we were a little bit more full of grace. Mm-hmm. And I particularly sometimes need to work on that. So when I teach, I'm preaching to myself too. But we're all human, you know. So yeah. uh, Everybody loses their temper now and then. Here's the thing. When confronted with a crisis, your initial response will determine the course of events. Do you line up with the circumstances or line up immediately with God's promises? We speak and pray out of our heart and our spirit man. Get the wisdom and promises of God into your heart so that when a need for or a crisis arises, you will know what to say and pray. Storing up the promises does involve a decision to do so. It requires study, time, implementation and a focused effort by each individual but the rewards are amazing and well worth the effort you don't always have to quote exact scripture but be true to it in your own words just as there are many translations of bibles that are effective in giving us god's words we can express a scripture in prayer without having the whole bible memorized 
Just be sure that you use the written word as the basis of your words. Don't add your own ideas that aren't exactly lined up with the scripture. Be consistent in how you speak. Remember that your feelings and emotions have nothing to do with whether your prayer was answered. God has a system for getting his blessings to you. Faith operates outside of the flesh realm. So inquire of the Lord and pray God's word. Now, I know that there's um, a lot of thoughts out there about praying scriptures. But, like I said, there are a lot of different translations and a lot of beautiful ways to say the same thing and stay true to God's word and his intent. But, you know, when you're in a crisis, you don't always have a Bible in your hand. So, you need to have a good enough knowledge of the scriptures so that you can pray them accurately and not twist them. And that's where a lot of twisted ideas have come down through the years people would just start saying scriptures that and put it in their own words that didn't line up with the scripture and that a lot of twisted theology has resulted from that and thankfully there are a lot of Bible scholars out there helping us to understand the truth the way the truth and the light truth is truth it doesn't change God's word doesn't change so we have to be accurate even though we put it in our own words. But don't stop praying uh, and trying to use scriptures because you're afraid of you know, just using your own words. You, know, just, you need to be a student, get the scriptures in as accurately as possible, but um, you know, that takes a lot of effort. And a lot of Christians nowadays don't want to make the effort. But your true prayer warriors do. I think so. And if you want victory in your life, it would behoove you to do it because that's where the victory is. It's in praying God's word. And I think one of the things also that you have to remember too, though, is what I like about this particular verse is the good versus the evil man. Is right before that it says, For there is no good tree which produces bad fruit, nor, on the other hand, a bad tree which produces good fruit. You have to have faith in yourself, in the realization that even that you are a good man and that you, you deserve to live a good and godly life. And by you know becoming a Christian and practicing the Bible, you should be assured of the fact that you're not one of the people that is you know, an evil person. You're not producing evil fruit. That you're good enough to deserve what God offers and to ask him for things. You know? Sometimes I think we're like very hard on ourselves. Thank you. Yes, you know? I need to hear that. Yeah, I'm very hard on myself yeah. all the time. But then I keep remembering about how, you know, I am trying to follow the word. Mm -hmm. And even if I stumble and mm -hmm. don't always do it properly, mm -hmm. at least I know that, you know, I have good fruit in my heart. Mm -hmm. Well, practices are uh, sometimes hard to unpractice mm -hmm. a little bit. Bad habits. Bad and, habits. Yeah. And, and saying phrases that we grew up with and heard all of our lives and oh, we've yeah. said them and then we come to a point in life where we go to a really good Bible study and really look at the scriptures and study the meanings and we find out that all of our lives, everyone around us and we ourselves 
have made statements or phrases or you know used little homilies that were completely unscriptural and oh I've really had my eyes opened when I started attending some Bible studies here and found out, oh my gosh the negative things I have said over myself all my life and then I had to really work at eliminating those phrases because they were tearing myself down or taking away hope oh, you yes. know oh yes sure. and and there's like po lots of popular phrases out there if it weren't for bad luck I'd have no luck at all yeah. things like that yeah that's just and we say them just because we think it's cute or funny no you're putting a curse over yourself mm -hmm. Your words are really powerful, and they're very serious. And and if you're saying uh, little sayings or sentences like that, you know we need to get rid of that. I know I had to eliminate a lot of Pennsylvania German things that I grew oh, up with. Yes, oh my I'm gosh, sure. you I'm know that stoic, you know practical, do it yourself. You <coughs> know I don't need anybody, and you know that's my lot in life, and you know. You know, you, you got to get sure. rid of that. Yeah, the one that I really stuck in my mind was one my dad used to say, the Lord helps those who help themselves. Oh, yeah. Well, like, no, that's like against the gospel of grace entirely. Yeah. You know, it really is. You know, and then, uh, oh, there's um, so Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Really? That's not in the Bible anywhere. Oh my gosh, you know? yeah, that's a terrible, <laughs> that's an old how about, saying. No, old tell twisted me, uh, theology. How about the one, if the Lord closes a door, another one opens? Is, the, is that biblical, or have you ever heard that? Uh, let, uh, uh, let God open a, a door that uh, no man can shut. And uh -huh. Yeah, yeah there, there's that a scripture is. in there. But I know one phrase I've, I've said, uh, like in a Monday night prayer group, and it's like, I had been going through terrible things, you know, my son had committed suicide, yeah. my husband left me four months later to go start a whole new life, and, mm -hmm. and I was destitute, I was jobless, and destitute because, you know, there was no support coming. You know, at the time I had to go go to court for that. And I made this statement, well, I guess the Lord had to bring me to my knees to teach me a lesson. No, God was not in any of that. And a lot of people say that. Well, I guess God brought this illness on me. Oh, yeah. You know, mm. so I can be a testimony or some variation of that. No, God didn't put that on you. That's something that happens in a fallen world. It's something that happens to a fleshly body. Terrible things happen to us because other people do things or make bad decisions that end up affecting you. There's like a whole list of reasons why it happens, but mm -hmm. it's not because of God. Mm -mm. And mm -hmm. it's not a, a, a God disaster. It was, you know an act of God that the, right. that the insurance companies use. No, it wasn't an act of God. The earth is falling apart, you know, and that's predicted in the Bible. There will come a time when the earth starts to crumble. It's crumbling. So there are so many phrases out there that's such terrible 
twisted theology. They'll take a, a verse out of the Bible and like the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. No, that was Job's verse. Job said that. That wasn't God saying that. And we'll take just one little verse out of context. So we have to really be careful when we uh, take a verse to pray it that we keep it accurate and within God's intent and keep it within his spiritual laws. Um, and actually, if we all know that the God wants nothing but the best for Yes, us, mm -hmm. that's right. That's always, a really good point to bring in here again. Always, always. He wants the best for so us. So if you get sick and pass away, no, that was not his wish at all. And so don't blame him. You understand? Things you happen. You know? Things that I lost we live in a flesh body. years old. It mm -hmm. just happened. I don't examine yeah. it anymore. Yeah. There's, there's no reason to do that. Yeah. It just happened. But I would never blame God. Never. Yeah. Mm -mm. He wants what's best for us. And when we do walk through the trials and tribulations of life, He can walk through it with us. And if we keep our ears open, He'll be talking to us. We, but we have to listen and follow through with what he's telling us. And that's our choice. He gave us free will, but uh, he always wants what's the better plan. Um, let's see. We're, Job, let's go to Job in the Old Testament. Job 22. We just mentioned Job. And that happens to be my next verse here. Uh, it's Job chapter 22, verses 27 and 28. Okay. Now here's accurate. Taylor, did you read did you read yet? No. Okay. Tell no verses. Time. 27 and 28. You will pray to him, and he will hear you, and you will pay your vows. You will also decree a thing, and it will be established for you. Okay. Now the NIV says, you will pray to him, and he will hear you, and you will fulfill your vows. What you decide on will be done, and light will shine on your ways. Okay? And I, I wasn't going to go into this, but just to make a statement here, it says, and you will fulfill your vows. If you um, go into your Bible and look up all the verses with vows, don't ever make a vow lightly because there will be consequences if you don't keep your vow. Don't make false promises to the God. If you do this, I will do that. If you make a vow, you better keep it because there are dire consequences if you don't. So be very careful when you pray to Him. He will hear you and you need to follow through with, uh, with what you promised to Him and He will follow through with what He promises to you. Uh, now let's go to Proverbs 18. Proverbs 
and uh, verses 20 and 21. Proverbs 18, verses 20 and 21. Do you have that, Betsy? Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. Um, From the fruit of his mouth, a man's stomach is filled. With the harvest from his lips, he is satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Okay. Now, I, I think that is beautiful, yeah. don't you? It's very poetic, but yeah. we've talked about uh, the power of life and death, and we've, we've done the definitions of that. Well, what you speak has the power to mm-hmm. bring what you speak out of the spiritual realm into the physical realm. And it has the power to petition God to put his supernatural power onto the natural things that happen in the world. So God can create, he can recreate, and you can cause that to happen with what you have stored up in you and you bring out through your mouth. And whatever kind of fruit comes out of your mouth, that's what you'll get, good or bad. And let's go to Matthew 12, and this this confirms that again. Matthew 12, verse 34b, that would be the second half of verse 34, and verse 35. And this is a very common scripture. Thirty-four. Okay, thirty-four B and thirty-five. Okay. Um, Out of the abundance. I hope I read this. You have the good news, so. Okay. Okay. I hope this is the B of thirty-four. For the mouth speaks what the heart is for. Yes. A good person brings good things out of his treasure of good things. A bad person brings bad things out of his treasure of bad things. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever's in the basket is what you're going to pull out. You know, you can't have garbage in a basket and pull out gold. So that's why it's so important for us to get the good word down into our hearts so that when we need to speak, we can bring the good word out through our mouths. When we're in that emergency. Right, yeah. That's the thing that we need to work on. <laughs> so, uh, any any other comments on that? Okay, I'm going to uh, read a daily devotional uh, by Gloria Copeland. And it's based on Matthew 12, verses 34 and 35, which we just read. And the title of this day's devotional is, Your Future is Bright. Your future is stored up in your heart. It's not dictated by your history or your current circumstances. Your future is determined by you. In the scripture verses above, 
which is Matthew 12, verses 34 and 35, Jesus said that what is in your heart is what comes forth. So consider this. Who stored up the evil things that were in the evil man's heart? Obviously, the man himself did it. Who stored up the good things in the good man's heart? Again, the man himself did. In the same way, you're the only one who can make deposits of God's word into your heart. Your spouse can't do it for you. Your pastor can't do it for you. Even God can't do it for you. God has already done his part to help you. He's the one who made your heart to be a depository for his word. He's the one who opened the account for you when you were a spiritual baby. As the scripture says, God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. And that's from Romans 12 verse 3. The moment you were born again, he put the initial measure of faith in your heart, but you're the only one who can make that measure increase. And you can do that by taking the word of God and putting it into your heart. Each time you make a deposit of the word, your faith balance grows and the future gets brighter. Isn't that exciting? There is no limit to the size of, of deposit you can make into your heart. The more you deposit, the better things are because that is where you will draw from to change the circumstances in your life. Your heart holds the faith you'll need to cover any bill the devil tries to send your way. If he tries to put sickness and disease on you, you can draw from the word of God about healing and it will give you victory in that area. If you've just been released from prison, you can draw from the word of God about God's plans for your welfare and have peace that you can make it just fine. Your future really is bright. The Lord says in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Put the word in your heart. <coughs> Speak it out in faith and watch your circumstances change. Now, we're talking about praying the promises of God. And uh, earlier in this session, uh, we've had some practicalities and practicums on how to do it. <coughs> so let's speak the word. Uh, at the bottom of each devotional, she has a way to make a declaration based on the verse of the day. So let's say this. Out of the abundance of my heart, out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. My mouth speaks. I bring forth good things out of the treasure of my heart. I bring good things out of the treasure of my heart. So that's the way you can make declarations in your life to promote the blessing and, and the Zoe, the God, God kind of life. Take these scriptures and personalize them. You're not twisting them, but you're putting your name in it, or you personalize it to say, out of my heart, my mouth speaks. I bring forth good things out of the treasure of my heart. So that's a practical way that you can speak God's life and blessing into your life. And this particular devotional is uh, pursuit of his presence. And that was from May 13th. Okay. 
<clears throat> now let's go we're going to kind of move a little bit forward with this making declaration uh, what time do you have there uh, 10 to 12 10 to 12 okay I just want to speak this quickly and uh, you can give a little thought to this during the week and we'll go over this again next week Matthew 18 verse 18 says I tell you the truth whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven the definition of bind is declared to be improper and unlawful the definition uh, okay. uh, repeat that again please declare Mm-hmm. to be improper and unlawful okay and then the definition of loose declare to be proper and lawful I'm glad you said that because I have been read that verse over and over and over and it is not clear yeah. what is meant by it, it can be confusing but this is a really powerful concept and if you can get this concept down you will unleash the almighty supernatural power of God and you will be able to make declarations that cause miracles to happen you can you can make a declaration based on the word and change the course of nature and I've done it so I and I've written it in my journal but I have commanded lightning to stop cracking in my backyard I look straight out on the lightning cracking down into my yard and I made a declaration based on God's word and that lightning came down during that declaration and it reversed direction and went right back up over them what about that story of Kenneth Copeland's where he got out of a plane and there was a storm moving and he was told this massive storm was coming and he commanded the storm to leave and the meteorologist later said that the storm literally took a like 90 degree turn around where he was and then went back to its original path so I do believe that we can have the power you know to do that now that's Kenneth Copeland you know I don't know well, the problem. word applies to yeah. anybody. You do yeah. not have to be mm-hmm. Kenneth Copeland. And no, I kind of thought that way, you know, well, you know, he's got all these years of studying the word. But the word says if you speak the word, it will work. It will not return void. And I thought, what do I have to lose? And you can speak to inanimate objects and have them supernaturally change based on the word. God is in everything. It says, the light and glory of God holds everything together in the universe. And so when you are speaking, that God particle will work in that item to change nature. There's verses in the New Testament God, uh, where Jesus says, if you do not, uh, how does that go? If you do not praise me, the rocks themselves will cry out and sing 
you can pray over your car. You can. Pray I have over prayed a, over a computer. I've prayed over, over my car. You know, and had things reverse their course of action of not working properly, and all of a sudden go right back into with proper. With a computer, you have to pray operation. a little harder. No, uh, no, well, pray. you might have to say it a couple times. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and stand on it. But I've had things that weren't working all of a sudden after that prayer start working properly. Mm. So it, it's amazing. You can bind and loose. So whatever you declare on earth will be declared in heaven and in the spiritual realm. Bind the curses, loose the blessings in the name of Jesus, which contains all the power, authority, and glory of God. You're not doing it yourself. You do it in the name of Jesus. And there's where the power, authority, and glory of God reside. Prayer that lines up with God's word will affect what happens in heaven. It will move God's hand. It will even send angels to work in your behalf. Declare a thing based on God's word for prosperity, good success, and the blessed life. And remember that prosperity includes all areas of life, not just finances. Decrees and declarations have substance, expectation, and faith in them. And that's where we're going going to end there. And we'll just go over this again next week and talk more about declarations and binding and loosing. And decreases or whatever. Remember in the Lord's Prayer that you pray that whatever happens in heaven will happen in earth. And okay. we'll talk about that. So that'll give you a point to... Uh, Start looking in through the Bible or start I'll thinking right about back. scriptures okay. that will line up with this idea that <coughs> speak it, declare it based on God's word and in the name of Jesus, and you can change and re have God can recreate, put his supernatural on your natural. Oh, this sounds beautiful, but the, uh, uh, declare, uh, excuse me, speak, declare, and it Expect. And expect. expect confident expectation and be ready to receive. Tell you what, Tina, I think the only reason why our lawnmower still works is I pray over it. <laughs> we have this aging lawnmower that has just been a constant nightmare of repairs for me. I mean, washers and yeah. oh, good. Well, and we had people that sabotaged and, it a couple times. And then times. somebody poured Coca-Cola into the gas tank to oh, try to destroy the motor. Group of teenagers. You know, oh, neighborhood was so, vandalizing. But I mean, I have kept stealing. this thing running, and every time it starts acting up, I give it a little prayer, and next thing you know, it goes and oh, runs good. perfectly. And then it always dies right when the job is finished. Oh. And it's just hilarious. I don't know how this thing knows that we're done. I don't think a lawnmower is supposed to live after it's had Coca-Cola for it. I don't think so. But this thing is just amazing how long it's lived. It's, it's going. Funny.